0: All right, folks. We are live here on this episode of our youth chat here. So I have a special guest, Isaiah, and how we met. We met actually through a Zoom chat uh, with Pastor uh, Jeff Grinnell uh, from Minnesota, and then we just kept in touch. And I uh, just love this uh, guy's heart uh, for youth ministry and. Uh, but I don't want to do all the talking here tonight, folks. I'm going to let uh, Isaiah introduce himself, uh, you know, what he does. Uh, and then we're going to have some uh, questions for him. We're going to put him on the hot seat. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just Let's go. Kidding. But uh, anyway, uh, you guys are going to be blessed. Uh, you won't be disappointed with that, uh, this episode. This, uh, this guy uh, has a heart for this generation. But also, too, you know, he has wisdom beyond his years uh, that I can just uh, see. And I just love. And uh, so anyway, take it away, Isaiah. Introduce yourself to the viewers. Yeah, cool. So uh,
1: my name's Isaiah, like Brian said. Uh, I've been a youth pastor for a little over four years, uh, full time. Uh, And so just celebrated my four year anniversary here uh, down here in Texas. I pastor at a small Assemblies of God church. um, And man, I just love it. It's been uh, a wild ride. It's been a crazy one. Uh, But I wouldn't do anything else. This is the greatest generation that we have ever seen in our country and in our world. I believe that they're going to absolutely change the face of culture. And man, I'm just so excited that God has chosen us to be pastoring in this moment. It's incredible.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. I'm going to actually put him on the hot seat here right now. Um, with Facebook, actually, I did see one of your photos, which is awesome, man. This is some good encouragement for you viewers. Uh, he was doing an outside service, and uh, this is a this, this is just a, a little side note for you all, but uh, I believe, Phil, you had a little water baptism uh, outside.
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, we actually, thankfully, um, in our state, Uh, churches have been deemed essential uh, businesses and so there has been a little bit more uh, open restrictions or I guess open regulation on church meetings and stuff so we've actually been blessed to meet as a youth group uh, with social distancing protocols uh, since the beginning of June and so as we're coming to the end of summer or what my students are jokingly saying the longest spring break ever uh, we really I had a student uh, approach me and she said hey I really want to get baptized and Um, And so I said, all right, cool, let's do it. And so rather than setting up, our church uses a crazy big mobile baptismal. um, I wanted to go outside so that we could all be there um, and up close to the tank. Um, And so being outside, we're able to do a little bit of that. And so it was interesting. It was kind of weird because uh, when you have your mask on, uh, people can't yeah. really see all the emotion. And so I really try to posture your body language in the right way. And so her dad was actually able to come. Um, I don't believe that he is, uh, he is currently serving the Lord. And so for him to come to take a video and to uh, take a picture together and all of that, man, that was just, it was such, it was a night full of wins. Um, and I, I'm just overwhelmed uh, by how blessed we are to be able to meet right now. Because um, I realize not everybody that's watching this will be able to, um, yeah. maybe for yeah. the indefinite future, and so um, I offer some encouragement that when you do come back, come back full force, um, yeah. and never take any
0: moment for granted. Awesome, that's cool. I appreciate you uh, sharing that, and uh, yeah, look for uh, creative ideas, folks. That's uh, just one creative idea that you can do. Uh, taking you know, taking what you have and then taking it outside to the from the four walls of the church and uh, being creative, I think that's what it's all about, folks, right now, before you uh, get back into your building or your youth room, is just doing things differently, you know, how can we do a better job, and Isaiah is a great example for you all to bring encouragement, which we're going to talk a little bit about here, about uh, wins and some losses, but, but first, uh, a segue into that is, uh, Isaiah, what are you learning uh, right now during this time you can fill us in. as you said, uh, you've been meeting, uh, you know, yeah. with, with, your, with your youth? Uh, But, you know, you can talk about that or, you know, ministry wise, like what have you been learning personally?
1: Um, Personally, I would say just learning um, where you find your energy. Um, Now, that sounds kind of hippie. We talk about energy and all that, but Mm -hmm. it's real. Um, It's true. I listened to a podcast from Pastor Greg Rochelle, um, who's a monster. I don't think we could ever come close to getting at his level. Um, Mm -hmm. even if we are the most dedicated, most passionate youth pastors Mm -hmm. in the world, um, I don't know if we would ever get to where he's at, but he has a great podcast and he talked about finding things, uh, that give you energy and finding things that take your energy away. So for me personally, staff meetings kill me. I cannot Mm -hmm. sit through a staff meeting. If it's a half hour, if it's an hour, man, it just drains me for the rest of the day. So, um, what I did is I tried to get all of the things that give me energy taken care of earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Typically, people want to get those like mindless tasks that admin work, um, or that just I'm just giving examples for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I had to find energy during this time. And by doing the things that gave me energy, I was able to uh, just get through the stuff that took my energy away. And so by the time I got home at night, um, I was just, I was fully present there. Um, also another thing that we had to learn, um, as a church, as a church staff was boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of we, during the lockdown, um, we kind of worked from home, kind of worked in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and so work and home, uh, quickly became, uh, the, the ministry home boundary quickly dissolved and it kind of came together. Uh, and so we had to learn, uh, my wife and I had to learn, a really good schedule, um, of, you know, Hey, after this amount of time, we're not going to be, uh, working on our jobs. We're just going to be at home. Um, and she works from the house anyway. And so she already had that boundary. She was used to that. Um, yeah. but that was one thing that it was a challenge. Um, but I learned, I learned a lot. And so, I you know it's not the most spiritual answer, but it definitely, no, helped that's, me that's good.
0: I think that's, uh, that's, that's key. Uh, in youth ministry folks is, you know, where do you find your energy? uh you know cuz we can get so busy uh in ministry that we just forget uh about taking some time away and focusing uh on ourselves mentally spiritually even physically and i think that's a, a great uh word but just repeat um that guy's what's that guy's name again and podcast Craig, our, our viewers Craig Rochelle uh, Craig Rochelle Craig yeah, who? Uh, the
1: Craig Rochelle the oh, Craig yes. Groeschel, i think it's called Craig Rochelle Leadership podcast yeah yeah
0: okay yeah he's um Oh, I forget. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal out of Oklahoma, right? hmm Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah, he's a he's a good guy, folks. Uh you won't be disappointed on his leadership. And uh yeah, so anyway, that's that's good, man. I appreciate you sharing uh about energy uh and that and boundaries. That's uh awesome, bro. So um we already talked a little bit about this. Uh, you know, you had a great win, but what are some wins and some losses that you experienced uh you know, or you're experiencing now?
1: Yeah. Uh, loss, uh, would be probably, um, I would say it was just hard to see what the impact really was, um, doing services online. Uh, we did, I would re- pre-record my sermon, um, and we kind of host a little show, uh, out of the upstairs room of my house, um, and it was good. It was a lot of fun, yeah. but at the end of the night, you're not, you're not sitting around at the like fast food mm-hmm. restaurant with some students just hanging out mm-hmm. talking about the night you were you were done and so mm-hmm. figuring out the follow through and all of that so that was a loss honestly mm-hmm. because I think there was some opportunity there uh, that by the time we came around to being in person uh, a lot of kids had fallen through the cracks um, yeah, and so still not seeing those kids back still not hearing mm-hmm. from them uh, it's a loss and you know I wish uh, I could have done it perfectly but you know we did the best that we could at that time. And so that was a loss, but a win is that we actually, um, we've continued to see uh, enhanced or improved engagement on our social media platforms. Um, And I wanna give a little plug for something. There is a Facebook group called Youth Pastors Roundtable um, and Pastor Chris Moore, he is the youth pastor at uh, Pure Heart Church in Arizona and Heart Youth is their organization. And him and his staff have really, really killed it as far as social media game. Um, And so it's a Facebook group called Youth Pastors Roundtable. Um, I highly encourage you guys to hop in there. They do weekly uh, conference calls with youth pastors from all over the country, from big and smaller churches, um, talking about things to implement right away. And so we started implementing some of the things that they were talking about. And right away we started seeing our engagement just blow up and go through the roof. And so, it's not uh, exactly the, a foolproof method. It's not the easiest thing, uh, but it does take a lot of work and especially creative work. Um, and so once you get a vision established for it, it's easier to delegate uh, to a student because um, you know they're on their phones all the time anyway. And so it's taking that and using that uh, as an opportunity uh, to grow the influence of your ministry in your
0: city or in your region or district or whatever you, whatever you wanna do, mm-hmm. so. That's awesome. Yeah, folks, uh, Isaiah actually invited me to that uh, youth pastors uh, roundtable. Got a chance to look at it a little bit, going to look at it in more detail. And uh, you won't be be disappointed. Uh, There's some uh, legit youth pastors there. Uh, They talk about some raw stuff. And again, man, you won't be disappointed. You'll be encouraged. And uh, take a half hour to an hour uh, out of your day. Uh, to listen to these guys speak in the uh, youth ministry, some heavy topics uh, that you might be able to learn, uh, to learn from. So that's good. And we also just shared a little bit about your, your, uh, your win with uh, the baptism and a father, uh, you know, coming there to videotape. Yeah. So um, folks, you know, we're, we're in this together, you know, Isaiah, myself, we're just looking for creative ways to be available for, for teens. And we're also just learning to navigate uh, this season through COVID, uh, and, you know, wins and losses, and, you know, he had a, he had a win, your win might be totally different, but it's a, it's a win, and, uh, you know, the losses, you know, yes, with, uh, not going out and about, uh, you know, meeting with them face-to-face, but, you know, he just, he had another win, folks, with uh, his online presence, uh, maybe that could be a niche, uh, for you guys, is starting your online ministry, uh, maybe look for creative ways, uh, I'm pretty sure Isaiah could attend for this. Maybe make some phone calls uh, with your youth or maybe, uh, you know, or even young adults who knows whatever ministry you're in, uh, maybe write letters. uh, Say, you know, we're praying for you. We care for you. Or even goodie bags uh, that you can do. Say, you know, what's your favorite candy bar? Reach out to your parents. Say, hey, you know, what's their candy bar uh, energy drink? Do they like coffee? Maybe give them a gift card. Uh, and, and that'll go a long way, uh, folks, and stuff like that in this season, because you're showing them that you care, and most of all, you're being an example uh, like Jesus, because that shows compassion uh, in that. So any, any, any other uh, thoughts that you might have uh, with that idea? Yeah,
1: um, I actually, I wanted to share a quote uh, from one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Pastor Jeannie Mayo. Um, go it, if you're in the assemblies of god circle uh you probably know that name uh but well, she yeah. does a mentoring program with youth pastors called the cadre mm-hmm. um i just finished my second year um unfortunately there's no third year i wish i could go back uh and do it all over again but um, I, gotta, I, gotta, a statement. I gotta
0: stop you right there have you uh go for it. um lead the generation are you part of that lead the generation mm-hmm. oh because yeah. she's in she's in that as well too and she does okay. different, uh, yeah, she does different cadres. So sorry about that, folks. Just a little uh, side note. But yes, yeah, Je- Je- Jeannie Mayo is a, is a, is a giant uh, for the Lord. But I'm going to let Isaiah take it away with this quote.
1: Yeah, so she talked about, um, we were kind of going through uh, maintaining spiritual freshness during yeah. uh, just hard times or just during ministry. Because yeah. we Fresh. know that oftentimes as pastors, we, we read, we take in the word. And then immediately we're just pouring it out onto our students and to our volunteers and parents, and uh, I mean, even to our senior leadership. And so um, she gave us a really long session and really powerful session talking about spiritual freshness. But in that, she kind of combated a a trend that uh, we can see if we look at social media and we look and we see the church down the street has an incredible night. Or, uh, you know, another church in, in your uh, denomination, even, um, that they, they're just killing it. They have all of the bright and flashy lights and are They have a million students on stage. They have an internship. They have all this crazy stuff going down. And it's easy for us to fall into the trap of, oh, man, I want to do that, but I'm not cool. Or I want to do something like that, but I don't think my kids think I'm cool or I can't make things to look cool. Yeah. Well, and she said, we can't overestimate cool as being relevant
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: being cool is, it passes. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's subjective to whoever uh, the definition of cool is. And so if you're just going off of what a sixth grader think is cool, I'm sorry, you're, you're going to miss it because you're going to, once you figure out what they think is cool, it's going to be gone the next week. And so yeah. what, and we need to understand that when we approach ministry, we need to understand our online presence um, is so important, especially during this time, as we found out very quickly when we couldn't meet with our students in person. But our online presence and our in-person presence should not be that much different. Mm -hmm. If you're a different person online or on the stage than you are in real life, then you are Mm -hmm. simply just a figurehead or almost like positioning yourself as a celebrity, Mm -hmm. and there's no real relevance in the students' lives. Mm -hmm. And not to be too blunt here, but we can't keep chasing cool to be relevant. Instead, relevance comes from our presence. Relevance comes from us uh, spending the time and it's cool, quote unquote, uh, relevance (laughs) is found in how we engage with our students. It's determined by our joy when we're around them or the things that make us joyful, or the joy that we express. Mm -hmm. Um, It's our attitude when things go wrong, or when things are going right, Mm -hmm. um, or if we've bombed a sermon, or if we've absolutely killed it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just kind of along those sides. Because think about this. um, In your ministry style, um, we're all different personalities and all of that. I recognize Mm -hmm. that. But we need to understand the balance between being a companion to our students and being a coach. What we are here to do is to coach them into being disciples that make disciples. Um, we are not the disciple makers. We are supposed mm-hmm. to lead them to Jesus and he does mm-hmm. the work. And so um, you can't be uh, just chasing cool. You have to be chasing where your presence uh, is. And so if you're online, hey, you're, you're killing it. If you're online and you're doing at least a couple posts a week and you're, you're engaging with your students where they are, uh, whether that's Instagram or uh, TikTok, um, those are the two that we use the most. Um, we try to stay away from Facebook because it's most of their parents on there. Um, but if you have students on Facebook, by all means, contact them there, reach them where they are at, um, and just your presence alone with your joy, uh, with your attitude being in the right spot, with your heart being in the right place, then that is cool enough because uh, it's not trendy to be joyful. It's not trendy to engage with people and to, uh, to make those connections. So that was just kind of a brief, I added a, a little bit of, of uh, spice on it. Um, from my notes here that I took this last week, but
0: that's,
1: that's, I I think that that's, it's a tool that I'm learning because Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that I look at something and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. Or, oh, this game is kind of failing because it's really awkward. Or, oh, what, what sneakers am I going to wear when I preach? Like even just little selfish things. I'm being transparent here, but things that don't really matter. In yeah. in in the blip of eternity, what's going to mm. make an impact? The conversation that you mm. had with the student when they're going through depression or nice. uh, a breakup, or if you have a really cool picture of you preaching on your social media—like uh, who cares about cool? At the end of the day, I don't care about cool. I don't care if I'm known as being the cool youth pastor. I'm caring. Uh, I care
0: more about who was Pastor Isaiah to these students. Mm. That's a great word, folks, right there. And just just to reemphasize uh, just to re-emphas- re-emphasize what he's saying uh, is that you want to be a coach but also too uh, you know you want to be present and available to them and it just reminded me uh, folks you know just like a coach disciplines but also a coach encourages encourages you and um, that's what we want to be to these students or young adults is that we want to coach them and bring them hope. Jesus to lead them to Jesus but we want to be uh disciples reproducing uh disciples where they yeah. can disciple their other 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 teens uh we're just there to uh to uh coach them to uh facilitate uh, if they have questions but I like what Isaiah said you might have a teen going through depression or maybe suicidal thoughts or fear uh, fear of the unknown full of anxiety but you have a great opportunity right now to be available and be present, uh, and give them encouragement, and uh, not to fall into comparison, but also to not to fall into that celebrity preacher, because youth ministry, we can fall into that trap where the enemy wants to come in and steal, kill, and destroy, and say, hey, look at that church down the road, has 100 kids, or look at that church down the road that has 200, and they're killing it week after week, and you only have 10, or you only have 20 kids, but you know what? be relevant and be available uh, where you're at and be planted in the gospel. And that's going to make, that's going to be, that's going to reach uh, these kids and don't fall into that trap of trying to impress or trying to be cool and be that celebrity pastor. But how how can you make an impact uh, where you're at? And that's what Isaiah wants to do. That's what I want to do. And that's what our prayer is tonight is that you would want to do and that you wouldn't worry about uh, your reputation or your ministry uh, or what sneakers like Isaiah said, you're going to wear to preach but well, you're just being available. So I think, and I just appreciate that word. That's a, that's a great, uh, encouragement right there. Uh, so anyway, into our next uh, segment, segue here is ministry moving forward. How do you see that, uh, maybe for you guys or just in general for our viewers?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a million dollar question, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think, Fire. uh, we mentioned pastor Jeff, um, and mm-hmm. he's, he's talked a lot about stuff, uh, in this time and quarantine and all of that. And he's, he's him and Jeannie Mayo are two of mm-hmm. my mentors. They're two people that I, their voice means the world to me. Um, and so, uh, one thing that he is talking about is Gen Z is 51% uh, non-white. It's the most di- diverse generation, uh, in yeah. world history. And I think I read another statistic and, i 'm probably going to be wrong on this, but I think it said that out of the world over twenty five percent is gen Z, mm. and so that 's a massive population here mm. that it 's our responsibility to reach and so with them being more diverse, with them having so much influence, I think going forward, um, and I mentioned this a little bit is being where they 're at um, for so long we we talked there was a movement of churches. Um, and I think I was born and experienced the tail end of this as I was going through Bible college. but the emerging church was really popular, which was we're gonna do church in a bar, and it will be crazy. Well, <laughs> yes, oftentimes right. that that desire to be outside of the church took mm-hmm. the to the church building took out uh, the church itself, like what we were actually gathering there to do the The bar became the thing that made the church different than the world mm-hmm. instead of, uh, and I'm using the bar, we got movie theaters, we got other places, but this was an example that I heard uh, from Mark Sayers was that the the we moved to the bar to be in the world, but the church started to look more like the world. And so therefore, the uh, the appeal to being part of a faith community wasn't quite there. And I think that is so true with Generation Z. Now, I'm not saying that we can't be interculture or that we can't be you know jesus was very much a man of his culture at the time he they ate so much so that they called him a drunkard and a glutton and jesus you don't earn that title from the religious people by just going to the synagogue and going home and so uh jesus was very much in the culture but he wasn't he was trying to pull people to the father not to uh relevance not to yeah. a lifestyle that was you could have one foot in one camp and another foot in the other and so i think what we have to do with generation z is show them the true jesus that is not found in the four walls of a church and lead them in the discipleship of that jesus and it might not church might not look like the same anymore after uh, we come back in full force, if once COVID uh, maybe goes away or uh, they find a vaccine for it that's safe or something like that, whenever the numbers start to really go down and it's safe for us to go back to society uh, as what we deem as normal. I don't think we're going to see the population of churches grow in our country and not a political statement or anything like that. Not, I'm not an end times uh, end of the world we need to watch out because we do Jesus is returning but we also need to understand that mm. the church is not going to look the same mm. and if your mm. students never show up to youth group again in person mm. how are they being discipled and I think going forward we have to be doing the footwork I mean do it now figuring out okay if my student never steps through those doors again how is it going to be different now I'm in the South, I'm in the Bible Belt. I know that we will probably always have a couple mm-hmm. students at least on a Wednesday night. Um, and yeah. Cause that's just how we are. We're in Texas, we're in semi-rural Texas and it's, it's the South, it's the Bible Belt, that's mm-hmm. just culture. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to break out of culture that church mm-hmm. gathering is important, yes. but church doesn't fix people, it's Jesus. Yeah, and I mean, so I think if we adopt that mentality, which mm-hmm. we, all, we all know that, we all know that statement. Mm-hmm. But if we really adopt that mentality and turn it into reality and live ministry outside of the four walls of the church, yes. um, things will be different. And I think it's showing students that following Jesus is a very practical part of life. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, I'm sorry, following Jesus is not just the practical part of life, but mm-hmm. following yeah. Jesus is your life. Yes. And it's not just an accessory. It's not just a religion. It's mm-hmm. not just a gathering with your friends, which that's yeah. a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I love church. I love youth group. I love Mm -hmm. getting kids in the doors of our church. Yeah. But what happens when the society and the culture doesn't value it in the same way? How are we going to fulfill the Great Commission? The Great Commission might look like doing small groups for the rest of your life. The Great Commission might look like doing Zoom groups. The Great Commission might look like you, I don't know, you quit your job at the church and you become a substitute teacher or you become a teacher and you're in the culture. Um, I don't know. Those are extreme examples, but um, I never thought, I I thought it would be more of a conversation of, okay, we can't gather in church because Christianity is now illegal or some religious persecution.
0: But I think COVID is pushing us uh, to get used to it before that even comes. Yes. Amen. I like that. And uh, just to reiterate what he said about discipleship, and I want to give you guys a quote. Uh, you know, from Tim Keller. This is just a paraphrase uh, What he said about discipleship. You know, there's two things about discipleship that he said, either the church or we as individuals can disciple or the world will disciple them. And I think that's so key because we want to be, like we talked about before, we want to be the coaches uh, in their corner that makes disciples. Uh, We want to coach them. To bring them hope and that hope and, and change is only going to be found in what isaiah and i are talking about is jesus and then from there we want to take them under our wing then then they can take others under their wing to disciple uh and that so that that's a, a key uh ingredient right there so my encouragement in my word would be this is like who's going to disciple is it going to be you or is it going to be the world so hopefully it's going to be us as a church but we are the church But hopefully it's going to be us that's going to lead them and guide them in in making the right decisions uh, as well. So, uh, so good, Isaiah. I love that. And anyway, before I'm going to let Isaiah uh, finish up here and pray for you viewers and maybe pastors or youth leaders, uh, I know he probably had, there's some amazing stuff that we're talking about. Uh, Go back and chew on this, meditate on it. But I'm going to let Isaiah, maybe he has a verse for you all or maybe an encouraging uh, word for you viewers. So go ahead, Isaiah.
1: Yeah, um, I heard uh, before I close, I want to give a shout out another to another resource. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys uh, haven't heard of Jeff Grinnell, uh, you need to buy his book. Um, It's Youthology. It's the study of youth. Uh, Talk about Gen Z statistics, the study of youth ministry Mm -hmm. in the world. This is an incredible resource and it's on Amazon. Um, and what's great is that, uh, pastor Jeff self-published this, uh, publishing company. Um, it's just, he gets, he benefits from this and he's actually writing, uh, currently writing another book. Um, and so he is one of the best, uh, youth pastors that I've ever met. I met him at a camp. Um, and I thought, okay, camp speaker, he's a cool guy. Uh, you know, I get along with him really nice. He's, He's, he's awesome. Um, my students like him. Well, couldn't find him. Uh, during the during the downtime, typically he's hanging out with other youth pastors. No, he was DN up on some students on the basketball court. And that guy played basketball in a hundred degree Texas heat for three and a half hours and was, I mean, he can't dunk. Don't tell him I said that, but he can't dunk, but he was definitely trying. He was going hard for three and a half hours. Well, guess what? Those kids that were playing basketball with him were in the altars that night and their youth pastors were saying, we've never even had an encounter with their students like this. And so Jeff knows this generation. Jeff knows what to do. He's been in youth ministry, um, for I think over 30 years. And so you definitely want to pick up this book. It's called youthology, the study of youth. It's on Amazon. Um, I think it's like 15 bucks. So, I mean, if you can't afford it, let me know. I'll get it for you because this is an incredible book. Um, and so
0: speaking of um, Jeff, man, real quick, Isaiah. Yeah. He's a, he's a great dude. Uh, just knows this generation, but as Isaiah and I were talking about being available and being present, he knows that meaning of being available and being present uh, in youth uh, and seeing lives uh, change and transform ministry. I think he just posted, uh, you know, a picture uh, of some dudes uh, skateboarding. Uh, he said, that's, oh, yeah. I do. that's why I do ministry for 30 some years uh, awesome. and stuff is just, you know, getting like what Isaiah was saying, getting relevant of where they're at. And just being available, and I think that's the theme tonight: is being available and being present. And Jeff uh, does a great job uh, with that. So, if you want to give us a, a have you read the book? Or yeah, reading? It? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give us a, give us a uh, quick uh, before you give uh, an encouragement uh, here. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, give us a little incur- or uh, give, yeah, give us a little nugget uh, from uh, this book. I uh, I know, folks, I I haven't had a chance yet, but it's on my uh, it's on my fall reading list. I got a copy myself. I can't wait to dive into it. Um, looks like a great read. I was skimming some uh, uh, some stuff uh, when I got it because I love to read. I love to be a learner. So uh, leaders should be readers, yeah. uh, is that? But uh, he's going Isaiah is going to give us a little uh, a little nugget of truth uh, for you guys uh, from this book.
1: Um, I'm a I'm a big uh, theology and church history nerd, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Jeff does a really good job of breaking down what student ministry has been over the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talking through different revivals, talking through the great awakenings, mm-hmm. talking about what might be the next great awakening in this generation.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that's, that's a pretty good, uh, overview, at least the mm-hmm. thing that stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, i are just trying to remember some of the stuff. There's just so much in here. Um,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: basically, uh, Jeff is coming from, uh, an assemblies of God background, mm-hmm. but by no means is this a denominational style book. This is emphasizing youth ministry across all boards, and there's truths in here. Um, Just talking through the history of student ministry, uh, talking about the theology behind it, um, the next great awakening, um, and then uh, the future of student ministry. Which that chapter alone, I don't, I can't spoil it, Brian. I know you want to give me to give a summary, but I don't want to spoil any of it because (laughs) it is. is I don't want to spoil it for you too. That's good, man. It's really
0: good stuff. So viewers, hey pick up a copy because as you can just hear Isaiah's passion and the support behind that. And I know you won't be uh, disappointed, uh, with, uh, Jeff's, uh, Jeff's book. Uh, but anyway, uh, now I want to give Isaiah the platform to share an encouraging word, uh, for you viewers uh, out there. Just, like I said, this has been, uh, just an encouraging uh, night, even for myself, just learning from Isaiah, uh, taking some of his ideas and trying to, you know, we're all navigating this uh, together, but I want to let Isaiah um, give you a word, whether it be a verse or, uh, you know, a thought that he might have just to encourage you.
1: Yeah. Um, so actually, I was watching the youth pastor uh, roundtable discussion yesterday mm-hmm. and Joseph Kellogg, um, he had a great statement. Somebody asked him and said, mm-hmm. how are you not burning out on Zoom meetings? with your youth leaders because um, somebody was they were just saying like we need to develop our youth leaders we need to be discipling yeah. during this time well zoom zoom gets old with your students after a while um, and I learned that quick and I learned that the hard way yeah. and what his response was was not something that I was expecting I was expecting some new tool that we could use or something mm-hmm. like that I was getting ready to take notes because I'm like anything but zoom Um, but he, uh, he said, uh, the apostle Paul said, and I think, I can't remember the verse it's in Galatians where Paul says, never grow weary of doing good. Mm -hmm. And I might've just watched that whole reference. Mm -hmm. I know what the Bible says. I just don't know where it says it. So, (laughs) um, but never grow weary of doing good. We need Mm -hmm. to be the epitome of doing good. Um, whether that's in serving our neighbors, uh, serving our students. Um, Pastor Brian mentioned doing gift bags and stuff like that. Man, I did that, and it took forever, but it was awesome. I only did it once during the quarantine um, because it was very expensive, but it was worth the investment. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Those parents, I think it was a bigger win for parents than for students and because I got to meet all of these students that I've never met their parents before, and so that was really cool. Um, and so, never grow weary of it. And yeah. what is good comes mm-hmm. from the definition of the Lord. God is what is good. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're never going to go weary of doing good, or if we if we start feeling like we are growing weary of it or getting tired, that's okay. Getting tired is normal. Mm-hmm. But we need to understand it's by the Holy Spirit that we endure. It's by the Holy Spirit's power. And it's easy to say that now in a time. Today was my day off. I got to rest. I came off of an awesome retreat with Cadre. And uh, before that, I had vacation. And so I'm very well rested and I'm ready to go and do some good. But in the time, youth pastor, if you're watching this and you're exhausted and you're tired, understand that you don't need to have all the answers. You're not going to solve racism in one night. You're not going to solve COVID-19 and the fear of that in one night. You're not going to solve the world's issues in one night. But you do have a very powerful tool on your side. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit resting inside of you. Paul says in Colossians that it's the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is now living inside of you. Mm-hmm. That spirit is the spirit that will help you to never grow weary of doing good. And so just keep pushing, keep going. Mm-hmm. I know that this is an uncertain time. I know mm-hmm. that even when the kids are going back to school uh, in person or online, they're going to get tired and weary don't get tired, don't get weary, Um, rest, take time, create those boundaries, um, but also rely on the Holy Spirit, because he's the only one that will get you through it, Um, and have some grit, uh, but he is also the one that gives us the grit and the endurance, and so um, I'm encouraging you, but I'm also preaching to myself. So like I said, I'm rested now, but I know in a couple of weeks I'm going to be tired again. So um, anyway, I love you youth pastors, Whoever is watching this. Uh, thank you, Brian, for uh, asking me yeah. to do this. I'm excited uh, because all of us need just a little bit more encouragement yeah. uh, in this run of youth ministry.
0: Uh, but why don't I pray for you guys? Yeah, um, please, uh, please do. And just real quick before Isaiah prays, I like that word. You know, the grit, the grind, and uh, my encouragement to you as well, just to echo what Isaiah was saying, is uh, you're not alone. Uh, Don't give up, Uh, you know, and we're all learning how to navigate uh, during this uh, season of uh, COVID. And uh, just, you just never know who might be right around the corner. It could be just one female or one male that could be just in need of hope, and you can be the answer to prayer. So, I just want to encourage you with that, but' let's, uh, let's pray, Isaiah, go ahead and cool. pray for us, man, and right. I, I appreciate you, man.
1: Lord, thank you so much for giving us uh, this moment. Thank you for giving us this time, God, first and foremost, with all of the all the uncertainty around this virus, God, the pain that comes from having loved ones that get sick, and mm-hmm. you know maybe even somebody on this has lost a, a close family member or a friend due to this mm-hmm. virus, God, I pray. Uh, for peace and comfort in this time. Um, God, this is not a moment for us to be fearful, but to be full of your spirit and your presence. So God, I just pray that you will meet each and every person that is on this call, where they're at, God, that your spirit will surround them, wrap them up in your arms, and God, that they will know that you are close, and God, that they can find safe refuge in you. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you will also give endurance to these youth pastors, these youth leaders, uh, as they're, as, they're still, as we're all still facing the reality of the virus that might uh, cause us to modify how we do student ministry. And God, I ask that you will give new ideas, um, God, that they will uh, use all of the resources available to them to uh, find new ways to disciple students that will in turn disciple other students. And Lord, I pray um, in the name of Jesus that You will just bring uh, just so many students to uh, all of these different student ministries, all these different youth groups, whether they meet online or maybe even in person. God, that they will encounter the real Jesus, not just the church, not just a gathering, but God, that they will encounter You. It says in Your Word that when we seek You, we will find You. When we draw near to You, You draw near to us. We know that You are near, even in this moment. Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 There you have it, folks. Uh, be on the lookout uh, for, this, uh, for this episode here. Uh, it'll be up here soon. And uh, just blessed, be blessed, be encouraged. And uh, maybe we'll have Isaiah on here again sometime in the future uh, to see what he's still learning, see how his church is doing and his youth group is doing. So until then, hey, God bless you. Hey, we love you. And we're praying for you. And have yourself a great weekend.
1: Take care, guys. We'll see.